Amen. There is nobody greater than you. God, we know that you are greater. We know that you are greater. We know that you are greater. Now, as the words come from the lips of your, your speakers this morning, God, we are honored that you allowed us to come and to celebrate in your name, to give glory to you, God, the one who lifts us up in the morning, the one who carries us on our way. We thank you for this, these words that you have given to us. May they do this body some good on this hour, 12th anniversary Sunday. We praise you, God. We love you. We give your name glory. In Jesus' name, I do pray. I say amen. Let me tell you all something. A friend and classmate of mine at Denver Seminary wrote in her 2019 book uh, called Can You Hear God Now? That God uses difficulties to shape us. I want you all to stick a pen right there at the words shape us. He uses difficulties to shape us into the person he intends us to be. Now, that means to me, change us means, and stick a pen there on change us uh, into what he wants us to be. She also said he changes us from the inside out. And God isn't doing something to us, but is doing something in us. God's not doing something to us, but he's doing something in us. And let me add my two cents to her words. I will add that uh, he is also doing something for us. Hallelujah. And amen to that. I'll shout it right now. That's a shouting point for me because for 12 years, he has done something great for us. For 12 years, he's doing something in us. And for 12 years, he's doing something to us. And we are loving it all the way around. Susan Roberts, who is the person in my uh, class, her words fall clearly in line with our church theme this year changing for the better, changing for the better, because this is what God does for us. He's changing us for the better. But to change us for the better, we must go through several turning points, inflection points, if you will, and difficult times in our lives that require change toward positive outcomes. What are you saying, Dr. Brown? Well, I'm using verses 22 through 24 of our theme scripture in Ephesians 4, where we can determine that the Apostle Paul uh, was telling us to change from our old man in verse 22, to change from our old way of thinking in verse 23, and to change into the new man or woman that God created in righteousness and true holiness. Y'all know I'm not leaving you women out. They use men a lot in the Bible where we're going to add the women right on top of that to make sure that you are hearing me this morning. I hope you've heard me so far. We got to change it. And, you know, I, I think about, I look at the, the movie Jumping the Broom every time it comes on with Loretta Devine playing the part of the groom's mother has caused major problems for the couple getting married. And her son gets off to the side and he 
uh, who says uh, he explained to her how he, she's, he's always trying to accommodate her and he's always trying to love her. He says, but he, 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 mom, that uh, one of the things I found out is that uh, you either think I'm your husband or you think I'm your son and I am neither. But he does say this clearly to her, mom, but you have got to treat, you have got to change. Mom, you have got to change, mom. You got to change. And that's what God is saying to us as he has accommodated this world over and over again. As he has accommodated us over and over. And he has taken us and tried to change us. And we still go back and do the wrong things. But, but I hope I got some witnesses out there that we have got to change. In other words, we have got to recognize that we have an old nature that tempts us over and over again. But God is saying through the apostle Paul, change it by putting off the old and evil nature. How do we do that? I know you were asking and you were waiting for it. Well, the first part of this series is going to tell you how to find God's turning points that provide change for the better. God's turning points that provides change for the better. You see, there was a story that I pulled out of Bible Gateway that kind of talks to this when Winston Churchill began Prime Minister of Great Britain in May of 1940. Yes, it's always good to hear some old, old history every now and then. And at the time, several countries were at war. They were in the midst of fighting World War II. And the fact of the matter was that the war was not going all that well. In fact, things were about to get worse. Then Churchill addressed his people. He could have said that things are going well, but instead he didn't miss any words. He said, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, mm. tears, and sweat. Nothing uh -huh. to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Now, these words were not very encouraging, and he let it be known that this is a great ordeal, one that is going to continue for many uh, long months, perhaps years, and that it will be full of suffering and struggle. I hope you're beginning to pull your mental notes together. So people of God, when the Bible speaks to us about the Christian life, like Churchill, it doesn't miss words either. Mm -hmm. It lets us know that living the Christian life will involve struggle and suffering. I hope somebody heard me out there. The Christian life is going to involve struggle and suffering. Do I have some witnesses out there that are hearing me? It is in that we will be involved in tough times. It will be that we will be involved in toil, that it will be that it will involve some tears in the midnight hour. Anybody out there ever had any tears in the midnight hour? You've My had some God. issues. Yeah. You've had some things. You've yeah. had some hurts. You've had some hurts, some concerns. You had some sweat, and you maybe even had some blood be shared. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to be real a little bit. 
and let you know that uh, these things will happen. And we came to tell you that you must find the turning points. What are the turning points? What are the turning points? The turning points are those crisis points, uh, those choices in life that can change our lives towards the new man and the new woman God requires us to be. Those turning points can be thrown at us or at other times we have to create them. Depends on what God's will and plan is. You see, in Life, Hope, and Truth Ministries, and uh, they wrote an internet article for the Discern magazine, it suggests that turning points mm -hmm. will sometimes look like a walk down the aisle of marriage. Mm -hmm. I know some of the women have fantasized, some who've done it, are uh, so happy they did it. That's how they, I know you were happy you walked down the aisle oh, with me. God. That was a great turning point. <laughs> amen, amen, Ooh, somebody amen. Somebody help them. <laughs> <laughs> but the turning point might look like somebody walking down the aisle uh -huh. of marriage. Sometimes it will be the start of a new job. You yeah. just are so happy. Uh, you know, sometimes it will be moving to a new town. Uh -huh. Sometimes the turning point will be hearing the cry of a new baby being born mm -hmm. for the first time. And, and it will look like lying also in a hospital bed. Mm, come on. Oh, uh, yeah, sometimes it might even look like sitting in a funeral home. My God. Sometimes yeah. it yeah. may look totally negative and totally messed up mm. from the floor. My God. Sometimes it is, it's, it's a turning point. Come on and preach it. That will get us going which way God has intended for us to go, even in negative situations. Yeah. Yeah. They also say from this ministry that these turning points may be times of hope. Uh, I hope somebody <laughs> is hearing us in Refuge Church Ministries too and abroad. It uh, happens in times of hope. It happens in times of uncertainty. It happens in times of pure loneliness. And it happens in times of fear or regret. Those are where turning points come. And we want you to know that sometimes God points us to all of these in order to change us, to shape us, and to place us in the right mindset to be blessed such that positive things happen in our Amen, Pastor Keith. I think you have given us a good setup as we are uh, examining the concept about turning points and uh, changing for the better as we move forward in Jesus Christ. Well, it has become my job uh, uh, and, 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 and my portion of this word to uh, speak to us about uh, uh, what we call the three C's uh, 
uh, uh, in the turning points. Uh, uh, but today, uh, I, I would, if you just give me your attention on two of the seeds, uh, we're going to talk about uh, coincidences and circumstances. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh -huh. So when we get right to the point of the matter, uh, and we look at our first point, uh, we come to understand that sometimes God points seem to come by coincidence. It's uh -huh. turning yeah, yeah. Uh, seem to come by coincidence. Uh -huh. uh, let's, let, let, let's peel that back just a little bit. Uh, you, you see, first of all, first of all, I want all of us to be on the same page with the meaning of coincidence. Uh, well, when we looked it up in, in uh, dictionary.com, what we find is it defines it as uh, a striking occurrence uh, of two or more events uh, at one time apparently by mere chance. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, y'all need to hear that. Apparently by mere chance. Uh, or it can also be, Pastor Keith, the condition or chance of co-inciting, uh, yeah, all yeah. right? Uh, uh, but, but, but we have preached, you all, some of you may recall, I know Pastor Keith may recall that we preached uh, in the past about coincidences uh, or, or what may seem to be a coincidence uh, mm -hmm. in the lives of followers of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you see, can we let you all know that our world really does like the idea of coincidence? Yeah, they do. Uh, you see, because when we uh, talk about coincidences in the worldly perspective, it takes away any accountability to acknowledge the existence of, of a creator and a greater responsibility for our lives. Yeah. If we say that things happen by chance, uh, Minister Swan, if we can explain an occurrence by saying it was random, that eliminates any of God's involvement in our Oh, I yeah, need somebody yeah, yeah. to lift your hand up this morning. Yes. You see, our point this morning really does line up with a gentleman by the name of Ken Gadinabas, who is a Christian. He's an author, <coughs> a book writer, but he's also active in Christian missions and service. Uh, what Ken believes is that God directs his life from through coincidences. Uh huh. And that is a very different way of looking at coincidences than through chance or, or absolutely by happenstance. You see, we can find an example of coincidence that's written in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse number 31, where Jesus is talking to the people about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And the first says it like this. It says, Jesus said, and by coincidence or, or, or by chance, a certain priest was going down in the way. And having seen him, he passed over on the opposite side. You see, but can I go even deeper than that? Because if we study the word coincidence in that text, we will come to an understanding that in the Greek, the word 
Sincarian is made up of two words, mm -hmm. sin, S-Y-N, yeah. and curios, which sin means together with, and curios meaning supreme in, in authority. Yeah, yeah. So looking at this through a biblical lens, our word coincidence becomes what occurs together by God's providential arrangement yeah. of circumstances. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I hope that helps somebody this morning. Uh -huh. You see, what may seem to be in a coincidence in our lives may be one of God's turning points. Yes. Come on and ask yourselves this morning, did something surprisingly good happen to you in the past? Yes. I'm sure you can think of one thing that happened in your past that was deemed good. Yes. Did you gain something unexpectedly? Uh-huh. Think on that. What about did a new person come into your life? These could be turning points orchestrated by God, not by what seems to be merely something that happened by chance. Yeah. There are intentionally, they are intentionally placed in our lives. They come to change us, to shape us, and to renew our minds for the better. Uh -huh. How many of you all could use some shaping? How many of you could use some changing? Yeah. How many of you all could use a renewing of your mind? Yeah. Uh, but what about, what about your experience of the death of someone close to you? Maybe a parent or a grandparent or maybe even a spouse or somebody like a close cousin or a sibling, you know, or did you find it easy all of a sudden to quit smoking or drinking by having a new spiritual encounter with God? You think that was just coincidental? We think not, not on the worldly side. Yeah. These things, these, all these things can all be either negative or they can be positive and they can still be a turning point and a point of change for you yeah. to shape you, to renew you, no. and to help your mind for the better. Yes, That's our first thing we're looking at. We look at um, what the what the uh, uh, the situations uh, can can be in our lives called yeah. coincidences. Well, the second thing we want to tell you is that sometimes uh, circumstances can cause a turning point. Yes. Oh, you all need to get ready for this one mm. because this is a story. This, this, this comes by way of a personal story, personal testimony. Uh, what I want to share with you all is uh, what I see now. I see it now as a turning point in my life, uh, uh -huh. uh, something that came uh, uh, some years ago and how God changed our circumstances. Uh, uh, so we thought just to keep Alicia safe um, when she was going to school. You see, it was a time when we had recently moved uh, from one community to another. We moved up in the southern portion of Anne Arundel County in a little town called Edgewater. And during that time, Alicia, our daughter, was uh, 
uh, just about to ready to start high school the following fall. Uh, she would need to be, because of the change in school, uh, she would need to be at the bus stop somewhere around 6.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah. How many of yeah. you all know that's mighty early uh, uh, for teenagers to be up, uh, ready, and out of the house in yeah. time to catch the bus? Yeah. Uh, and not to mention, uh, in the winter time, it's going to be dark out there, and it's going to be cold out there. Yeah. And yeah. she wasn't really feeling it, uh, but that was how it looked like it was shaping up. And me and Pastor Keith, uh, as the uh, parents, uh, uh, we couldn't fathom her being out there so early in the morning, so uh, when the sun hadn't even gotten up yet, yeah. and neither could we fathom her walking up our long driveway in the afternoons all by herself day after day. Uh, you know, because we think about this world and we were uh, uh, mindful uh, of the situations that, that, that people sometimes are watching you and you don't even know they're watching you and, and we could not uh, get our heads around her having to come home alone every day after taking such a grand walk. Uh, as parents, as parents who, who loves their daughter and who wanted to make her safety our priority, yeah. uh, of course we prayed about it, you know we did that, but we did a lot of talking about it, we did a lot of discussing it, uh, uh, we tried to make arrangements um, to fix the situation so that she would be safe uh, both in the morning and in the afternoons after school. Yeah. Well, for a long while, it seemed like there was no good solution to our situation. I, I couldn't get off early enough to get her, and neither could Pastor Keith. Our son was already away at college, so he couldn't be a part of the remedy. Yeah. Uh, our neighborhood connections, we tried to figure out, they didn't seem to work. Uh, having my dad drive a 30-minute uh, drive one way and then a 30-minute drive back uh, seemed like a lot to ask on a Monday through Friday schedule. Um, uh, that would mean he would be adding an hour to his day just driving down and, and driving back. Uh, the, the short and the long of it is that no matter which way we turned, uh, uh, it looked like we were coming up with nothing. Yes. Has anybody ever had a situation where no matter how you twisted and turned it, no matter how you examined it, you turned it inside out, upside down, and yeah. it looked like there was no solution to the problem. Yeah. But I came to tell somebody today, I hold on just a minute yeah. because our God had a plan. Uh, oh, it was in the spring of 2009 where the Lord all of a sudden, hallelujah, coincidentally, come on somebody, yeah. release me from my job. Yes. Oh, at yeah. first, can I tell you, at first, um, me and Pastor Keith, we did not at first uh, connect the dots. Right. Oh, you can yeah. say maybe yeah. we were slow on the uptake, but we didn't <laughs> see it at that moment. Um, right. Early on, um, that just seemed like it just seemed like another problem for which we had no solution. I'm talking about me and the job loss. It looked like the Lord had allowed another trial and tribulation.
salvation that we really didn't need at that time. Mm -hmm. Oh, you all know how that can be. It really felt like, Pastor Keith, that our lives was a great big advertisement for if it ain't one thing, it's another. Oh, has anybody ever been in that place where it ain't one thing, it's another? But, 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 but after a while, oh, after a while, we began to see the hand of God creating a turning point in our lives. Who am I talking to? Somebody, Somebody needs this message this morning. You see, we came to understand that God was about to open up a different path for my life. A change for the better was coming over the horizon. Oh, come on, somebody, you better look up. You better look up. You see, as I was penning the sermon, I thought about this. I said, this was about to be a psalm. 46 and 10 moment, uh, uh-huh. a, a be still <laughs> and know that I am God kind of moment. Yeah. Has anybody ever had a be still and no moment? I sure hope you have. Yeah. Oh God, you see what Paul teaches the saints in Romans 8, 35 through 37 is that whatever we face in life, we are equipped by God to be overcomers. Yeah. Now you all got to understand. He doesn't say we got to be overcomers in and of ourselves. He doesn't say because we are all in a bag of chips. He doesn't say because we've been to school. He doesn't say because we got a good bank account. He doesn't say we're overcomers because of who we're married. He doesn't say we're overcomers because we work in a certain place and we haven't got the right kind of job. Uh But he says we are quick to be overcomers overcomers uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, somebody needs to hear me uh, this morning. Uh, we might be tempted to, to think that God doesn't love us, uh, or maybe he's forgotten about us. Uh, maybe he likes the people in Hollywood better than us. Uh, yeah. Maybe he likes the rich folk better than we, the poor folk. Uh, but God um, still loves us, uh, and the Bible teaches us uh, that we are as sheep um, headed for the slaughter. He says, well, catch this, y'all, but even these things, whatever they may be, they do not separate us. They cannot separate us from the love of God who can turn our situation, who can turn our circumstances around. As a matter of fact, I came to understand that even through this, that our God specializes in turnaround. Oh, I wish I had time. I wish I had time, Sister Brandy, uh, that I could talk about uh, that for a minute. Um, but Saul, who became Paul, uh, was a turnaround. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. God, yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What am I saying? What am I saying? What are we trying to help us, all of us to understand? Uh, that we can get through some of our hardest times. We can get through our tough times. We can make it through the rough times. Why? Why? Why, Pastor? I I, I don't understand. Because in all of these things, in all of these things, we are more than 
conquer uh, who in Christ. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. Not in us. Uh, not in the church you go to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, not because you sing on the choir. Yeah. But you'll conquer us through Christ uh, who loves us uh, yeah. in our turning points. Uh, in our turning points. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, God, I've been there. Yeah. We might not feel like conquering. Yeah. Oh, I was there not too many days ago. Uh, oh, in our turning points, uh, we might not even look like conquerors. Uh, yeah. But God, <laughs> woo, somebody needs to hear this. Yeah. God can use our misery uh, uh -huh. and turn it into our ministry. Yes, and sir. that is yes, yes. hallelujah to Jesus, uh, what he did for us. Yes. Uh, oh, you all, Pastor Keith, remembers uh, when God was turning me around, uh, I became yes. Alicia's uh, private tra transportation yes. uh, to and from school. Oh, yes. <laughs> won't he do it? Yes, he oh, won't he do it? Um, oh, God. You see, yes. releasing me, releasing me from my job. Uh, Gave me some time, y'all. The time was something that was scarce in my life. Yeah. But he gave me some time to sit down a while, yeah, yeah. take a load off a while, yeah. bask in his presence for a while, be more attentive to my family for a while, yeah. and to sit and to hear from him and the turn yeah. he was making in my life. Yeah, yeah. Five months, five months after I lost my job, God turned me and my husband into your pastors. Huh. 12 years ago today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, yes. Oh, somebody give God praise hallelujah. for the turning points in our life. Hallelujah. Well, our lives Thank you, God. ain't perfect. Far, far from perfect. Yes, yes, yes. We believe that God is perfecting us daily. Yes. We believe that God is changing us daily. Yes. We believe he is renewing us daily. Yes, yes. And it's all, I said it's all for the better. Yes, yes. You all hang in there. We'll be back next week, and I'm going to give you the third C, which is the consequences that come along with turning points. Oh, we're not finished yet. Hang in there just a little while longer. Hang in there for at least another week, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. I hope that was just enough to whet your appetite. Ah, God, and make you want to come back in seven days. Woo! And hear what else the Lord has said to us.